0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics Podcast. My name is Imran Lasker. I am a consultant radiologist.
1: And hello, I'm Thushi Goodwardner. I'm a cardiology registrar. That sounds really funny. I'm a cardiology registrar, subspecialising in intervention. My words are slowing. It's been so long since I've been on the podcast, (laughs) I've forgotten how to speak. Forgotten how to
0: talk, that's what it is. Well, actually, you know what? We didn't do an episode last week uh, because we both Mm. have allergies. uh, Unrelated allergies to one another, as far as I'm aware. Uh, Oh, no, I thought... they don't need to know about that but but I was thinking you know what like Monday no one really said anything Tuesday didn't say anything I thought okay cool it went unnoticed but then it was quite sweet you know a few people did message and say oh you know what's going on are you guys not around and Yeah, Yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I never got around to it. And part of the reason, so this is my fault I didn't tweet out because actually I realized that my mornings were less productive because I spent so much time faffing around on social media that I (laughs) basically used the iPhone settings to completely lock myself out of any social media until midday. So I can't access anything until midday. No notifications, nothing come in. And it's actually been very beneficial for me just to get my stuff done. And then I, you know, catch up from 12 p.m. onwards. So you might see me tweet uh, only toppy and on onwards and re- reply to things uh, talking onwards yeah i don't know it was getting a bit silly like i was thinking i've noticed my work was slowing down i was like why and it's actually because i was just fuffing around so i need to do something yeah. about it uh time is money my friend time is money well, how you is been is that what, yeah,
1: was there some was um, there yes. some kind of event that made you do that because that's often something i think about i mean i've been cutting down recently but not i unfortunately not in a very productive way i'll tell you what i've substituted social media for but was mm-hmm. there like a, a kind of what was it that made you think, you know what, I need to kind of cut back on this?
0: So I think um, obviously my work patterns are quite different from most people, but I usually get most of my work done in the mornings. Like even if I'm working a whole day, most of my work will, will be done in the morning. But what I started noticing of late that I was getting through less work. I was getting through less, you know, I was getting through less just in the mornings. And I said, why is things, why is things spilling over so much way beyond where they should be? And so then I thought it must be because of my phone. And then I checked like the number of hours that I spend on you know, you can check like your how much time you've spent on apps and social oh, media in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. The iPhone does that. So um yeah. I looked and I was actually dumbfounded that I spend that much time on yeah. on social media and just general on my phone. And it looked. I think it was like almost six hours a day on just my phone, let alone oh. how much of that is on social media. And so then um twitter clearly was quite actually a big big one uh, i must be opening it quite regularly so I've, I've actually limited that down to believe it or not 20 minutes a day and then <gasps> i get a notification that you're 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 on do you want to continue or do you want to you know abide by the rules here so um i am a bit more quicker and a bit more um uh yeah a bit more kind of focused when it's, i'm I've sma- yeah. you know smash through twitter looking through things what seeing what's going on and stuff like that oh, yeah. and uh, managing to stay within 20 minutes actually uh, i haven't had many notifications so far Uh, but that was it I just noticed productivity and I just wanted to try it out like I'm always up for trying things out and seeing it and so far it's working Um, I've been able to get through the work I normally would get to actually a lot faster so managing to take a bit of a chill for the rest of the afternoon actually which is quite
1: nice one of the problems I had with with, like cutting down on social media because I was on it I'm on it a lot is kind of how I kind of almost instinctively will like look for my phone and like just kind of pick it up Mm. and like inadvertently will open it and so one of my friends was like, yeah, I find it really difficult to kind of put the phone down and put it away, like, because, you know, I get emails for work and whatever. And so then he mm. said what he started to do was to, like, download books into it. And so when he picks up his phone, he's like, fine, I'll just, like, read. So I'm like, if I'm on my phone, I'll be reading. And at least then mm. it's kind of something semi-productive. And um, <coughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't find I do that because I just don't find it kind of, like, ticks the correct kind of dopamine uh, switches in my brain. But um, mm. and I remember I was talking to Jo about it. I was like, oh, you know, like on my phone a lot. And she goes, oh, yeah, I remember that time when I was pregnant with Lily. And there was this game that, like, sometimes i would wake up in the middle of the night and you're playing it on your phone. What was it? What was it? And I was like, SimCity. <laughs> Pornhub. I was like, you know-. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, a good I'm game, like, that one. Yeah, yeah, I might yeah. So I downloaded <laughs> SimCity and, oh, my gosh, mm. like, I've been spending so much time on it. Like, literally. So <laughs> now, instead of, like... Staring at my phone and playing on Twitter, I'm on that stupid game. And the thing is, is that it's just like another waste of time. So I've just substituted, like, a classic, like, Therusha in trying to, like, problem solve. I've just swapped one problem for another <laughs> entirely different problem. So now I'm addicted to this instead. Um, it's really difficult. Sometimes you know, I think
0: but i think you know with the with the note when it, when you do actually go through the phone app you can actually start to limit you know so for the do not disturb until midday thing you can have certain apps you're allowed to access and everything else is banned so obviously the first few days it was getting a little bit annoying because there were some apps that were genuinely were things i needed like i need to look at chrome sometimes looking up something on radiopedia i need whatsapp so in case i'm someone messaging me calling me i need you know messaging so then you start to realize okay which ones do i really need and you let those through but then the rest of them are, and then, so I've noticed that now I do look at my phone, I'm about to check and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm locked out till midday. Well, you know, it's not that far away. I just carry on with whatever. whatever yeah, yeah. I have found it useful. It took a little bit of tweaking um, to try and make it work uh, with regards to what I can and can't do. Yeah.
1: and I, was I have said uh, that. Yeah, go on. Yeah. You no, know, but I have set those limits. But like literally even today, yeah. like when I was opening the kind of browser for the podcast, it's like you've gone over your limit today. And I was like, Okay. You know, like literally I it happened so quickly. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. too quick. Just oh, yeah, uh, fine, it needs fine, to be fine. like it needs to like you know, did <laughs> you know, I tell you that so I was, so I did one of them with you, didn't I, where it's the um, so to like lose weight, I did that accountability app where basically right, you yeah. weigh yourself. And, mm. yeah, and so I thought in kind of outsourcing accountability. So basically what happens is I have to weigh myself once a week. If I don't, mm. money goes out of my bank account into Joe's. And, um, if I don't run the amount, ma- if I don't run each week, uh, basically money will go into your account and I've been good at that. So that's why you've not had any money. Oh no, that's <laughs> not true because I haven't actually put your bank details <laughs> in, but basically at the end, I think I I've said, I, I think you're like, um, a, a guarantor, aren't you? So basically you've yeah. got to confirm that I did it. Um but um so even with that each week for the weight loss thing joe just gets money each week oh, man. <laughs> so i'm That's not so committed funny. to it <laughs> so i'm like what level of accountability? I i need literally someone to like put like wrap my hands up in cotton wool and take my phone away from me and lock it in like and then put two different codes and whatever because i'm just my own worst enemy yeah
0: it's it's not easy i i mean i'm just trying it out it seems to be working so mm. far but you know I, I'll admit sometimes, like I'm on the laptop and I think, oh, I'll just open the browser for Twitter quickly and I press enter and I just have a quick look and close it. But just the fact yeah. that I can't do it on the phone and I've got to get the laptop out can be a- enough to like reduce it. And then the fact that it's limited 20 minutes a day and the fact that I'm not really going over anymore, is quite good. But then maybe people have noticed I'm not tweeting as much. Maybe it has had a knockoff. Yeah, so I, knows
1: what yeah I, mm. thought, I thought I thought, that. Speaking of someone okay. who ha- yeah. who is making really, really good use of their time... I unfortunately Mm, came across this tweet from someone called, so Simi, so at Simi, at Simim Pam, and basically Mm -hmm. she's a 28 year old junior doctor, but Mm. she's also a prop for the Bristol Bears rugby team. Okay. So she plays premier level, premier league level rugby, and she's a doctor. Now, if she plays like the violin. And is like a chess mm. champion. Then she's basically like every Asian parent's like dream child. Like I know yeah, my yeah. if if there was someone at school who was like, well I mean there were people at school who are obviously really bright. I remember Tarek Lazlawi being really good at mm. rugby and also being insanely oh, smart. Tarek, as well. yeah, I and know, quite was, good looking. Did you talk about Tash? and really good look, quite good looking. Yeah, he really very good. good look, yeah, I've, yeah, ne- I've never come looking. across. Yeah, yeah, I've never come across a Tarek who hasn't been good looking. To be fair um but anyway so this person is a junior doctor and i was was just like i can just imagine like my dad like bringing out a picture of this person being like look at this person look at them why are you not
0: are you serious wow okay yeah
1: yeah like they would have been like that growing up so i feel (coughs) that um, but anyway, mm. kudos to this person I, yeah, good both. for
0: you man honestly that's amazing there were a few yeah. guys like that in our school wasn't there there was like um, there was a few guys who seemed to like have it down and we were only like 15, 16 years old and they were like yeah. smart were like good at sports. so yeah it was just um, they all had it down fantasy. I was like man you know Yeah, it's probably taken me 39 years to get remotely close and I'm not even close to what they were at 16 <laughs> no, no, no. uh, you yes, I mean I'm just still living in their shadows still thinking about yeah that. I'm still living one in their day. shadows
1: one <laughs> day yeah well, you know,
0: I went to the reunion, and you know, some of the some of the coolest guys are still the same. You're like, great, are you... <laughs> you're still smashing it. Like, how? How's it possible? Like
1: you and you're like still hustling, still hustling. The
0: same guy, man. I'm still trying to get to your level, and that was like you know, 15 <laughs> years ago, maybe more than that. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> no well. good for them, honestly. Um, Speaking there of was levels... a tweet you want to talk about, yeah? I levels. did. Yeah, so this is yeah, you really want to talk about this one. Yeah, yeah for because you. I Do thought we'll as it. soon as I yeah. saw
1: it, I was like, I like I literally, was like this has got to go in because you know, one no Imran. <laughs> So basically, so there's a tweet from Chloe Sargent and she goes, mm. I will. I don't want to give the caption because I feel like it will encourage people to judge and whatever. So, mm. so there's a tweet and it's in Sydney and it's someone who's kind of um, asking for advice and it goes, seeking advice. I am currently the head tenant, pause for effect of a five bedroom house in the inner west. I sublet to four others and have done so for two years. The lease is coming up for renewal and the other ten- tenants wish to all sign on. The issue is I've not been very transparent about the relative rental contributions and my rent is actually entirely covered by then. How do I go about navigating this situation? Now, I must admit, when I read this, I was aghast. I was angry. I was angry. I was ready mm. to throw chairs. And this, someone's, the comment is the kind of the caption that Chloe Sargent used is quite funny, which is, this is what happens when someone has a landlord personality, but was born in a generation that was locked out of the ha- housing market. And I do kind mm. of wonder about kind of like Tories being on our generation and how they kind of reconcile themselves with the fact that there isn't the kind of generational wealth. Like the people who would have otherwise been Tories, like, where are they? Like, how are they coping with millennial life? without mm. the kind of means to To it over other people but you're saying this is actually a very common phenomenon head yeah it is yeah
0: um it is i mean uh, as far as i'm aware i mean my dad does uh, some property stuff and um uh, it's very common from what i understand that people who rent they cannot they do they sublet so they sublet and so what can happen is that um some people have become very very wealthy by subletting properties um and but then I think some people do it on the sly and I think some people will actually say to the landlord, like, I will be subletting this out, is that okay? And I think with my dad there is a particular property where there's like um, a whole load of um, there's a whole load of people living in there, and I think they are subletting. My dad doesn't really care. He's like, yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. And so, um, actually, I'll tell you like, once, um, we had to go pick up rent. And so, this is kind of one of those things, like, I don't really get involved in any of his business at all, uh, on any level. And um, not because of any personal grievance with it. It's just like, you do you, and I do mean, you know, sometimes me in the middle. And so... Um, uh, I I think I had to go pick up some rent with m- my mum yeah. and we went to this one of these houses and to, we walked in and it was stank of smoke, like everyone was smoking in there, but there was like these mm. probably like 15, 20 big, big Eastern European guys walking around and we sat on down at the table and, um, you know, they're trying to be hospitable, but some of them didn't really speak English and they tried to give me a beer. And then looked at my mum, who's wearing a hijab, and thought, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And they kind of pulled it away, and they gave us some, like, cheese and tomato on the table, and we just sing around. <laughs> I'm like, mum, why are we sitting on this table? And she goes, oh, they're going to bring the rent. I was like, what do you mean? Why can't they just give it to us? And then it turned out, like, that. the head tenant, uh, let's say, quotation mark, was walking around to every single room and picking up wads of cash. Oh, really? And then, yeah, yeah, and then he sat down, and then he literally put this massive wad of cash on the middle of the table, and it felt like I was on some sort of, like deal going on about, <laughs> you know, monks around right, about all these people smoking, everywhere and all this like food in the middle and they're shoving all across this cash. And then, uh, my mum goes, count it. Sorry. Oh my oh God. Like a gangster. Yeah. And she goes, you have to count it. And I was like, Oh God, <laughs> oh God. And then I was like literally <laughs> counting each one. They're all watching me. And, and my hands it. like
1: shaking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah. God. It was really scary. And, but then what was funny is that some of them were scared of my mum. Because as in some of them walked in, they kind of oh oh, and then the, the the head tenant guy was like, sorry no no, it's fine it's fine. This is the landlord it's the landlord, and they went oh okay okay, and then they kind of calmed <laughs> down and then it's like what you're scared of a headscarf? All right mate, relax. I mean look at the size of you. But um, yeah, it was, I, I've had I have had, had this experience, and I, I do know I know of this being a thing, and some people do very 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 well from it. Now yeah. obviously I know there's a moral thing. Like uh, um, it sounds like this person has probably not been entirely open with <laughs> their, no. their 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 tenant tenant. <laughs> people so that's not very
1: fair is the it? thing that like, cracks me up is that they call themselves mm. head tenant which has kind mm. of got the whole like uh like hall monitor kind of vibe like i'm the head prefect yeah. self-appointed you know or like well, the kind of mm.
0: yes and no because some people don't want to have paperwork they don't want to be dealing with paperwork so it's easier for them to just pay up in cash live somewhere and have you do all the paperwork and that's what they and that's why they don't mind paying more because they'd rather have you and there could be all sorts of reasons which i won't go into as far as i'm aware like that as <laughs> doesn't want paperwork yeah who doesn't want to be uh, registered at a particular address but living yeah. at a particular address under someone else's name so there can be reasons for that and again the morality side of things i guess is up to the individual and what, what, how you feel about it and just saying that um yeah quite commonly i've seen i've seen that a few times you would be able to find lots of websites and even uh, YouTube channels about like I think like rent to rent success and all that kind of stuff. There's there's okay. loads of like there's an entire sub industry within Sub-culture. within yeah. property. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And like I said, um, I some people do very well, very, very well from it. Yeah, fair yeah. enough.
1: Well, well, speaking of like official names and titles and stuff, I guess like mm. Shivani, um, she's kind of stoking a hornet's nest, talking about mm. titles. Always, That's a always. kind of evergreen <laughs> topic, isn't it, on Med Twitter yeah, about the use of titles? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to read out? Do you, do you see her tweet?
0: Shivani was talking uh, about uh, yeah, so being basically she's talking about being emailed uh, by by sort of junior colleagues and um, having so obviously she's a doctor, but they basically removed doctor and they've written, um, dear Miss uh, Misra, Misra. She goes, I know it's harmless, but it happens a lot, so I now. Uh, Email back, explain the concept of detitling and decredentialing and how it affects women doctors. Very politely, of course, I hope they don't mind. And I do think it's an important thing, isn't it? And um, probably should be called out because it's your subconscious biases that people have that can actually quite significantly affect people, can't it? And that kind of almost relates to, and I hope you don't mind me going on to one of the um, racist um tweets oh do we not have it i think we had on our maybe our personal whatsapp message but there was the fa didn't that have something coming up through where the, oh yeah um, uh, did you read was, it did you uh, see this, the comments I, I did of course yeah yeah incredible Mate. and i think fireboard tweeted about it so yems racial abuse revealed uh, fa panel ex-crawley boss uh, is not a conscious racist Right. So and some of the comments are just uh, unbelievable. Describe Muslim members of the squad as terrorists. Deliberately mispronounced mispronounced second half of Arnold Schwarzenegger's name to emphasize the N-word. Use the racial stereotype to a black player of African origin by asking if you like jerk chicken. This is like a bad joke, isn't it? As you read through it. Told Muslim players, you people blow up stuff with vests said the Iraqi youth international team at the club would probably blow up the stadium repeatedly made comments about another player carrying a bomb in his bag called one player curry muncher and asked if the player was unhappy. They did not, they did not serve curry pizza made a remark to one player about how dark his skin is on his return to Crawley after representing, representing Granada. And so, but then he's not a conscious racist. So it's okay. Well,
1: yeah, there's two things I want to bring up there because I was going to bring you mm. up on the fact the con- unconscious thing. But firstly though, mm. he might be onto something with mm. curry pizza. That does sound delicious. It does sound good. Yeah. That does, I think I mean, yeah, that I mean, good. Some, some, But like
0: sometimes these guys do come out with some decent stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um I was seeing I think it was Dr. Ruby who was talking about kind of uh conscious bias and how unconscious bias and it's just like nonsense. I've seen it mentioned a few times a bit, and trying to understand really what people are trying to say when they say that there's unconscious bias and i think mm. it's been p- pointed out many times that using the term unconscious bias is almost like a smokescreen to just make mm. people it kind of almost lets people off the hook from essentially using racist or um inappropriate you know um discriminatory behavior towards other people and then they just Mm. throw it you know and then they just say oh it's an unconscious bias and it basically just lets them off the hook it's an excuse and it just means that they don't and i i think it's a way of them not reflecting on their behavior at all and then just put it oh you know it's unconscious like what does that even really mean like what does it oh yeah i see what you mean but i think like
0: when, when i when I use that phrase, I was um, saying that, like, I think some, I, I know personally, and I, I don't know about yourself, but um, I know that personally, there have been times when I've been thinking or saying, saying things and not realising that that's not the right thing or thing to think or say. And then I would put that down as an unconscious bias, not as an, an excuse, but identify and then do something it's, about it.
1: That's you know my what I mean, point like you, So say yeah, if I called you, you out, know. say, if you, said, say mm. if you said something that was kind of hurtful, and I said to mm. you, that was hurtful then you're not going to be like mm. oh that was my unconscious bias like no exactly like, I say, Look, I'm, I'm sorry i didn't i did not awful. realize yeah and i'm that's need to my think point. about that right but then that the reason it never... happened
0: cuz i wasn't conscious of it cuz if i was conscious of it i wouldn't i wouldn't you know you wouldn't do that it does not sure. you don't want to upset people but um, the point is
1: and i think the point that's lost is and what tends to happen mm. in these scenarios is that the language gets weaponized and mm. so that explanation because that's about intention and effect isn't it Mm. Um, but um, essentially, what happens is the, they get to focus, perhaps, on what they think is their intention, or at least they imply mm. it's their intention wasn't to do harm, and therefore mm. it almost is used as an excuse to disregard the effects of their behaviour. And so the point mm. is, it doesn't. Re- re- in reality, if you've hurt someone um, mm. and you want to apologise for it, your intention. Doesn't really shouldn't really form part of the apology, and that's. I mean, I'm, I think we're in agreement here anyway, because mm. we're talking about this person who, where it's described as unconscious bias, as, a, as an unconscious bias, as a way of somehow excusing that stuff, which is obviously, obviously, just racist, isn't it? It's mm. not, there's nothing mm. unconscious about it. Like, <coughs> I mean, if if you, I, I just, I just don't know how anyone can speak in that way but kind of operate in society and say that that's like unconsciously racist like just yeah just and this of... is
0: this is one of those situations like i think we spoke about this didn't we through sure once like there was um there was a someone who tweeted out something that was very negative towards muslim people wearing the veil, and they turned out to be a doctor, and um, they uh, okay. For those that don't know, there was someone who'd done that, and I was aware that a few people had actually contacted the GMC about this person, saying that look, I'm not happy about some of the content, uh, the comments, and the GMC actually got back to them saying that we've reviewed the comments and we felt they weren't racist. Uh, yeah. And you sort of said that well, hang on, I'm I'm the you know the Muslim person who had highlighted it was the one saying it's racist, so. Who are you to say that's not racist? Mm. So when you got stuff like this where, you know, you've got some PFA panel saying that, yeah, you know, we've, we've read all these comments and we think that they're non, not consciously racist. <laughs>
1: like, how do, you know? so, how do you know? How do you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: And who did you ask about that? Did you ask, like, a Muslim person yeah, how they him? felt? Yeah, yeah, Did they ask a black person how they felt about those comments? Does that matter? Is that something that you want to look into? But, you know... Um, As time goes on and I become more and more cynical, you realise that things don't the the way that you think things should work is not the way they work. And I don't know if you know about this one, but there's a I can't remember his name. There's an MP, uh, you know, the one that got done for the horses, heating up his horses. Yeah, Nazim Zahawi. Yeah, yeah. So I think Labour was uh, at him uh, in front of the Prime Minister recently about his tax tax affairs. Yeah. And um, you know, apparently, allegedly, he may not be paying as much tax as he should be. Yeah. And um, uh, Rishi Sunak's answer to that was, well, I'm sure everything is above board now. And um, he's I'm sure he's not broken any rules. And that's the thing, like, if you read between the lines, it's like, I'm not going to be looking into this because he's my friend.
1: Mm.
0: What are you going to do about it? Right. And that's the same thing here. Like, if I was sitting there and I'd made all these complaints and then the F.A. came back to me and said, we've looked at all these comments and uh, we've decided that this person's not a racist. you know. Uh, okay, I can read between the lines. You you must have friends in high places and I'm not willing to go into this any further. I'm going to leave it there and then. I don't know, is that is that like uh, too cynical? Or should we be doing no. more about this?
1: Well, I think, yeah. I mean, so that person was like the manager. He was the ex-manager for Crawley. So I don't know how mm. powerful he is. And I wonder if it's just people kind of just looking out for one each other or not necessarily taking I stuff can... like that very seriously, which I think the FA have, like, mm. uh, you know, I, d- I don't think they've necessarily, like, the GMC got a great track record. And so all they've ended up doing is, I think they've suspended him for, like, 18 months. And, and uh, then inter- predict somewhat predictably in the comments, you can see, like, things like, oh, you know, c- contribution to, like, um, football and this, that, <laughs> and whatever. I remember, like, when Ron yeah. He like said something about Marcel Desailly, um, mm. who was this amazing footballer for Milan, um, and he made some like racist comments about him. And then he was like, "I was the first person who like played a black person or something." And I'm like, oh, "What? What is that supposed to mean? Like, well, it was supposed to like balance out? Like,
0: mm. I don't know.
1: Like that. Kind of, like you, you're allowed like one racism then or something? Or like, it's just really <laughs> weird." Um, mm. So. I don't really get it, like the whole discourse. And I just think like people like that, I, I literally think you should, they should be ostracized and people should kind of put their money where their mouth is. If they're gonna kick racism out of football, then that's what they should be doing. Rather yeah, than but I find this weird. really
0: weird as well. Like, what about the rest of life? I mean, you know, people go on and on about, you know, we've got to kick racism out of football. Like, no, I'd rather you kick racism in general. Like, can we just do that and not worry about the football or something? Not, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where this hits harder to all these comments, right? All these comments. I've had, I've had these people, I've had things like this said to me, and I, I'm sure other people have had those things said to me, uh, said to them in the past, but yeah. is it okay? Is it no, no, is absolutely not. Football, that's the
1: issue? No, no, true. I think, but it has to start somewhere mm. and it has to be, and it should be everywhere. I just start at, like, work, please? Yeah, yeah,
0: because start there, too. I think. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is yeah, that, yeah.
1: I mean, like, saying, like, oh, why don't they do it everywhere else? Well, they, sh- they should be doing it everywhere else. And if you bring up that other situation, then I'd say the same thing. But like, I think, mm, like, the, I think the problem, I guess the problem with football, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, is it like a true cultural medium? Like, but I think that I guess the other issue is, is that um, children consume it, maybe. So maybe like, should we be setting them like an example in that way? But then also, you're right, like politicians like suella braverman and stuff kind of compare kind of migrants to being like mm. an infestation and know, like she's saying like weird stuff which kind of implies that kind of immigrants are like vermin or something and it's just horrible horrible rhetoric and but they don't seem to be uh, called out on it in a way that did you see there was this um there was a um jewish lady who was saying that literally the rhetoric that you're using just kind of remind and like almost I'm almost I'm a, kind of my family was suvi- survivors from the holocaust and the kind of language that you use towards <coughs> refugees mm. is you know very hurtful and she was like i i, I won't apologize for the language i use it was, and, and social media was like whoa like come on mate just show mm. some humility but mm. she just absolutely wouldn't back down from it so i guess you're right like i get all houses in order they certainly aren't
0: yeah I guess I'm I maybe because I'm not a big I'm not a particular fan of football and I always find it a bit of a strange sort of um almost micro uh, like because when you look at football it's like a very it's not even a representation of anything because they you know say oh yeah but you know the site no it doesn't because these kids are so they, they don't go to, you know, they, they live completely different lives. You know, There's some of these, I've got a friend who is the sports doc, uh, sports doc for Arsenal. And she yeah. was telling me that some of the young, guy, young guys that turn up and they're like 18, 19 years old, they turn up in like Lambos and stuff. Because oh, wow. some of them, a lot of them won't even make it all the way to the, to the premiership. But the club is willing to invest in them so heavily so that they don't go to other clubs and the the problem for them is that it, it all sounds really nice to be looking after arsenal players and the potential players and things but actually it's really stressful because a lot of the time the families are completely holding their their hopes and dreams on this kid so if they get if their leg gets injured they're on to they're on to every single person like you know you need to sort this out and um you know i have actually seen this on on a personal level where i inadvertently may have reported some uh, footballer and then straight away, so having like the the, da- the dad finding me on social media channels and demanding that they speak to me straight away. And I had to go back to the, the scanning center, look, this is what's going on. Can you speak to the client and tell them that, you know, there are appropriate channels to, to contact me or if they need to contact me at all. But you can see it from their point of view, like this person, this person that they have got could li- literally potentially make them a huge amount of money uh, you know their hopes and dreams are based on this person, um, but that's what I mean. Like that's not normal. That's not like a normal representation of society on any level. Uh, from the from the beginning, from the very beginning, all the way to the Premiership, and all all the way to the very end. So when when people are saying all these things about they need to change this about football, it's a bit like no, I don't care about football, mate. Like there there are. I just feel like we should be thinking about uh, the bigger picture. But I, I again, I'm very cynical and I feel like football and most things are actually desi- a design distraction um, in much the way, same way that um Rishi Sunak was trying to distract a certain interviewer, which was probably one of my favourite clips I've seen. It's of amazing, life. isn't it? It's amazing, yeah. So, uh, um, like... yeah, go on.
1: Uh, well, it was a, it was, was it a Scottish interviewer? So it, it was, was it yeah. A, it was a Scottish interviewer, yeah. And uh, his, I think he's trying to get him to answer so, a question on Scotland, and he just kind of and he does this weird thing where, like, when he like answers a question, he kind of brings his head up and down, like, yeah, he it shakes it seems her like, back, really distracting. Yeah, like I don't know, yeah. he kind of takes his head in this weird like circular motion, like it reminds <laughs> me of you know like when you've got like baby birds. And there's, like, a bird mm. just trying to feed them. And then, like, they're all kind of start sticking their head out, like... and he does, <laughs> It's really it's really distracting, and I can't get over the crappy, like, words that he's coming out with. Um, yeah, he's so that's one thing uh, not did.
0: very comfortable in this interview, isn't it? Yeah. It's not. Yeah.
1: But uh, he literally... And you, I, I'm watching it now, and I just... It was with the sound off, and I just <laughs> see this like, weird, like, head-jerky yeah. motion. It's really strange. Um, Do you, like, notice that sometimes when people become politicians, they... um. They kind of seem to go in, like noticeably greyer. and I wonder if it's like a case where they were dyeing their hair, and they're like, now I'm in office, <laughs> yeah. gotta stop yeah, because yeah. I think they what they make it make them appear more statesman-like. There must be like a kind of how-to manually. Maybe,
0: an expectation, yeah. There's like a hair grayer sitting, <laughs> sitting in uh, number 10. The <laughs> like thing his, is, <laughs>
1: it's smart, oh, well
0: done. You've been uh, voted in. You're going to have to just... He's got a bit of that, you know, fantastic, you know Mr. Fantastic or something kind uh, of grey yeah, going on yeah, yeah, the of his hair. He's looking cool, man. I'm looking I hate him, man. A, I hate Yeah, I know, I, obviously there's tall. that, but I think it looks pretty cool. But anyway, so... Um, the thing he was saying, it's, it's the words he's coming out with. So, yeah, so this um, Scottish interviewer was very much asking about, you know, Scottish referendum, you know, but would you, you know, how do you feel about um, the, the the Scottish people feeling like they're not having a voice and their democracy is not being listened to. And he's just answering other things. And then he I think he does a classic uh, politician slash Rishi Sunak thing I've seen where he goes yeah I know what you're saying but I've been walking around recently and the odd few people I've spoken to have think I've, I'm been quite a positive yeah. thing actually yeah, you know it's just like no but that's not uh, a representative a representative uh, cohort of people that you walking around with what 10-15 people of bodyguards allowing only yeah, certain yeah. people to come through to talk to you to be the representation of yeah. what the entire world thinks of you. It doesn't make any sense, but um, classic politicians, classic politics. I would highly recommend it just for a bit of a giggle, uh, and it was tweeted out by. Um, it's just loading up for me now. Oh, um, a bit longer. Oh, Dino Sophos Sophos S O F O S. Yeah, uh, and that was done on January the fourteenth, twenty twenty-three, and it is a bit of a giggle just because. It is. Because that does not do a good job on no, that question.
1: It's kind of refreshing to see someone literally just call them out and not answering Mm. the question. It's like, no, 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 no." And, like, just kind of giving this pre... pre I know I've said it before, actually, about how it just, like, really annoys me. Because, simply put, like, it's just... I mean, uh, uh, they're not even having, like, a conversation with people. And I know that we've all met people like that, right? Who kind of are simply Mm. in a conversation waiting for their turn to speak. But it's just next level like it's just really weird because for anyone concerned like you're like w- what are you what was the point of having an interview why not just i mean they do have you seen like the recent proliferation of their kind of um pub- public <coughs> public um broadcasting kind of um videos It remind me of like v for vendetta like there was one from jeremy mm-hmm. hunt we had the coffee cups did you see that I haven't seen that. No, i have seen for
0: it. No, go for it. So he basically goes
1: and orders a coffee. He doesn't pay for the coffee, which is, like, classic Tory behaviour. And then, like, somebody's written, like, the price. So he's kind of going, the cost of a cup of coffee has gone up. And somebody's, like, written on it, but someone with terrible handwriting, possibly his own, um, where the Hmm. numbers are kind of, like, off off centre and you know all of these things yeah. I'm like watching and they're slowly just making me ang- I mean it's not, en- not enough that Jeremy Hunt is making me angry just seeing his face and just like the <laughs> annoying way in which because he's just like he's got a really annoying face I don't know why he ever thought that he could be Prime Minister he's just got such a ridiculous face nobody would ever vote for him but anyway so right, he's, I he's mean so-
0: look people have become Prime Ministers like I mean the people that have become Prime Ministers you never think would become Prime Ministers don't you think of late like yeah um, I mean like David Cameron I can't not, believe anything.
1: Rishi, yeah, yeah but Cameron. he was literally like the default guy. They're like, okay, so who's ne-, like literally, and everyone looks, and then they all look down. They saw like Rishi said like me, 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 and then he like, came in. But like literally, that was after. They're like, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? And Rishi said like me, 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 and so they picked him. <laughs> but up until then it's a donkey like the... a donkey from Shrek yeah exactly Pickle, literally literally <laughs> they even picture Liz trust before him I mean what does that say yeah exactly I mean, but, we um... thought that was a good idea
0: <laughs> but um I've lost my one look now. at and there was like there was no there was no intelligent thought behind those eyes like, you please <laughs> you instead of Rishi Sunak <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but what about this West Streeting is he not Labour uh... the saviour of everything you know Labour's meant to be a lot of people for a lot of people Uh, And good friends as well are meant to be the antidote for for all that's going on, but um, are they? I think the thing is
1: being real. Like, so I was Mm. like a Labour supporter. Um, I'm no longer have no longer been a supporter for a little while now because I think of there's like lots of there's like those documentaries, the Labour files and stuff, and there's just lots of Mm. weird stuff going on. And Mm. I saw a tweet. I think it's from Prima Vada pilot she's like an academic at cambridge and she basically was talking about how just because you're not in favor like say for example if you voted for labor or lib dems or the tories or whatever you just Mm. because you support a particular side or at least kind of have a particular leaning doesn't mean you have to follow them with what she described as unqualified adoration essentially like Mm. you can't and i think that's an issue like i think certainly the right or like people who are conservative and i mean conservative not necessarily just uk politics wise but i mean in a in a kind of way that they vote they seem to like be much happier kind of compromising on things that they might think are unsightly because they are more kind of goal oriented and so they're like well you know i i want like abortion to be illegal or whatever Mm. and therefore they're willing to compromise on i don't know people owning guns or whatever in the states or whatever Mm. and they're they're much more happy to kind of go along with people who might necessarily be unseemly because they're like well it's a means to an end whereas i think certainly people a bit more liberal are are much less compromising i think completely understand understandably and i think one of the issues so i think um, I'm definitely not a Tory, uh, but you know, I'm definitely not happy with like the direction that Labour have gone in. And West Streeting to me just comes across as a complete career politician. And of course, there are lots of people who are career politicians or whatever, but like his behaviour and the way that he kind of uh, has talked about stuff, I just um like just have like absolutely you no know, faith in this man either. I think happy. like
0: no with West Streeting, I think that um I think he I think he probably so. It's the same thing with, um, uh, pro- uh, yeah, we'll get sued. we haven't been sued so far, so I think, okay. <laughs> So Malhotra, Malhotra, right? So uh, his agenda really is to go anti-vaccine and he knows that there is a significant number of, uh, he may or may not know this or may have noticed that there's a significant number or a significant proportion of the population that can be anti-vaccine. So regardless of any proof or anything behind it, if he just says, uh, I'm anti-vaccine, he will most likely have a voice and be amplified quite a lot. So... I think the same thing is for the medical profession in that um, there is a a significant cohort of the population who just Mm. don't like the medical profession and in particular don't like doctors. Uh, And doctors are the problem and they've always been the problem based on their own experiences, what they've seen, what they've read and the kind of media they're they're taking in. So they're looking for some, those those kind of individuals are already looking for someone and will already um, side with someone that's going to have an anti-doctor rhetoric. And I think West Reating is the kind of person that's probably, that. uh, yeah, he's, just gonna, he's tapping into that marvellously, you know, because the way he'll talk about doctors as though they're privileged, you know, he'll come across as though they're the ones that are causing all the issues with the NHS, and they you know, I'm going to take on the BMA because they're the ones that, you know, you, you, I look at what's going on now with all, all the strikes and stuff. Do you remember there's that meme? I think it's, um, you know, that character from Simpsons, it's uh, the, the principal, Principal yeah. It's not Skinner. me that's yeah. wrong, it's
1: the kids. That yeah,
0: was... it's not me that's wrong. So can you imagine, like, so you, let's say like that particular meme, you've got um, Skinner being the Tories right now, and you've got ambulance strikes, you've got nurse strikes, you've got doctor strikes, you've got all these strikes going around them, and you think, hmm, and they're literally sitting, trying to sit there and think that, oh, maybe, I, they think, am I the problem? No. Everyone else is the that's problem. Fun. Every yeah. single public sector worker is the problem and not me. I'm trying to do the right thing. They're the ones doing the wrong thing by going on, on their stuff. But the problem is that there are a massive cohort of people that would agree with them. And I think West Streeting's probably taken a bit of a... Um, he's taken stock of that and thought, okay, I think there's a lot of people that would support me if I think, if I come across like I'm going to be the person that's going to champion you and going against the medical profession, the ones that can't be trusted, you know, yeah. I think he's calculated, and um, and I don't, and I think that's probably why he's there to, to sort of bring in that vote.
1: What do you think about that? so like one of the Labour things that was talked about quite a lot in the last week was the, uh, suggesting that um, people should be able to self-refer for conditions to like specialists. So I saw like Selva yeah.
0: about it.
1: Yeah, you? I saw that. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Do you have a take on that? Well, well no,
0: like in private, private work, work, isn't it? So okay, so there's a, okay, so private work I think is a very interesting um, place. And um, what I will say about that is that I know a lot of people don't like the idea of people walking in and getting any sort of healthcare, getting screening and all that kind of thing. The only thing I'd maybe question is um, is healthcare only for for the ill. Like, do you have to be ill to have any sort of healthcare? Like, is that is that what you think? So, so only only sick people should have a scan, only sick people, and no one else should have a scan. That's the way it should be, and I'm not sure uh, whether that is entirely correct. I think um, we may get to a point where scanning and all that kind of stuff would be so cheap that you could walk in and get a scan and at least know that things are okay. And and oftentimes you're not always treating like physical ailments, you're you're treating sort of people's worries and things like that. They, you you see all the time. Oh, my, my granddad's got dementia and I just want to make sure I don't have dementia. So I'm going to go get an MRI scan. And that's what they do. They're going to find a way to get it done. They'll say they've got headaches and all sorts of things. Now with regards to um, self referral, obviously that happens in the private sector quite a lot where people self refer and it can get a little bit weird. Um, But the actual rhetoric here, and I think this is part of the bigger picture is for whatever reason, GP is always in the limelight, not limelight, it, it, the opposite of limelight. What's the limelight? On the crosshairs. Firing line. Regardless. Crosshairs. I mean, the firing line, right? Exactly. And so, okay, so for example, something I was contemplating as I do um, is um, a recent article about um, cancer, cancer diagnosis. Yeah. There's a delay in cancer diagnosis. We know about this, right? So are you aware that there's a, a delay in cancer diagnosis, right? And it's taking a very long time for di- diagnosis of cancer. So... What do you think the answer to something like that is? It's probably to try and get the scans reported sooner, isn't it? Or find a way to get these scans reported sooner. No. What do they do? Is they make the pathway to get more scans easier. Because the GP is the one being there. So the, the implication is that the, the sticking point here is not the scan being reported and the scan being done. It's actually the GP and their pathway. So what they're going to do is make it easier for people to go get full body scans to look for CT scans and get reports. About it. Mate, you don't even have the radiologist to deal with it and the scanners to deal with the, the current backlog. But it's amazing, isn't it? The, the problem is over here, but it becomes a GP problem again. And I find that with a lot of things like anything becomes a GP problem. So when they're talking about, oh, we're going to introduce self referring, what you're actually trying to do is bypass GPs because your, your implication is that GP is the problem. They're yeah. the issue. They're the people that you need to hate. That's why you're not getting your healthcare.
1: Absolutely. And that's, I think that's why people are objecting to it so much. And then there are people, but then I, I think you kind of, I you did get the somewhat predictable responses from some people who were saying those mm. things along the lines of, oh, you know, we need to kind of, at this time, we need to get the Tories out, blah, blah, blah. And not really, kind mm. of, like, just kind of. And the thing, I think the thing that kind of really rubbed people, you know, brought people together in some ways was that, people recognize quite easily that this was like an anti-GP thing. I mean, mm. and it's just interesting because I, I <coughs> thought it was because there was a parallel with private care, isn't it? Because that's what people do in the private sector. Mm. And so, mm. I mean, almost the next step of that would be, well, there there is a model in place whereby, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a referral from a GP to access private services. And therefore, you know, it's almost the Thank next you. step in that. Whereas... Mm you know as you know just extending your your kind of logic that so the actual issue is is that if it were if there were if there were more gps and there were more scans available and there were more specialists available to see the people after their scans then this this wouldn't even be a conversation but rather than addressing the simple fact of supply and demand they're just kind of dicking around with demand in a funny way which just seems really weird um i just i don't know i find it really frustrating, really, because um, it kind of, the implication is is that I, I don't know why it's kind of become that way, that putting more money into it no longer seems to be like an issue. Like, it's just like an accepted thing now. Oh, there is no money. Mm. And mm. therefore, and so everything else is because, because there's no money. Like, there's no money, like what, like, where is that? Like, um, I just find that, I feel like that's not really challenged enough. we just, we've just accepted that there's no money. Like what? Mm. why Mm. why why are you believing them Mm. like you saw like during covid like how much money was poured into all these kind of different things like the nightingale hospitals and all that stuff which was just Mm. complete and you know those are all kind of contracted (coughs) out to like tourists like money there was it was there it's there just why are you Mm. believing all that stuff but instead we're just kind of like fighting amongst ourselves about these like ridiculous little topics and stuff. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Healthcare is not sexy, man. That's why if it was a football, then maybe people would care. Uh, Anyway. um, So, I mean, there was another tweet actually uh, with similar kind of vibe and I think someone called Hamza uh, said um, he was busy on AEMU today, short staffed and very unwell. Uh, Patients have had complex needs, no lunch, just a hot drink told by infection control. Not allowed to drink at a desk, explain situation manager not having it nurse takes my drink away and leaves it at the hydration station on the opposite end of the ward. informed consultant about the issues. their response being take ten minutes' break and there will always be patients couldn't be more discontent uh, disconnect between management uh, senior support and juniors honestly Just take ten belief. minutes.
1: And then, like, whilst mm. you're away for that 10 minutes, you're getting calls being like, Oh, this TTO needs to be done, this TTO needs to be done. Um, mm. uh, there was, um, a, a, like, with a colleague, I've saved it in my drafts because mm. from a while ago, you know, but, um, yeah. but essentially, <laughs> like, one of the junior doctors was just being hustled. Like, literally, there's a discharge letter. Which has been escalated mm. to the matron, and then to the clinical director, and then to like the medical director of the hospital. That all like messaging this like poor junior doctor, being like, "Why isn't this discharge letter been done?" I'm like, all these people who are getting paid mm. way way more than this like poor junior doctor, and literally their role in this in this this whole sequence, their role was just to pest, just to kind of message incessantly this junior doctor, who in having to respond to those messages is actually just being taken away from harassed isn't attending. it yeah yeah, well, yeah it bit, but, like being as well. also it's like completely counterproductive because like that time that they're get, getting vexed about like dealing with responding to these people in a polite way um they probably could <coughs> be getting on with tasks that would allow them to finish their letter more soon but instead like all all this money that's paying those other people is mm. just kind of is for that for that purpose of chasing this like do you need doctor? It's just so ridiculous I feel
0: like like's around it's tough and I think you know I think part of the problem is is that people um especially i mean I don't know you Hamza uh, you seem like based on that one tweet you seem like quite a nice guy but um what I say is that you, 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 do have you ever noticed like um let's say you got an exam coming up right, and um let three of you sit in the exam and suddenly you notice that one of them's not around very much because they've managed to put all their annual leave in or they've managed to somehow get sick leave or something. They've got, swapped all their own calls already. Uh, yeah, you yeah, end yeah. up having to take up all the work to try and cover for them. But they're the ones that win. Yeah. They're the ones that win because they're the ones who basically draft themselves, right? And then you'd think back to yourself that, but, you know, I did the right thing. I, I turned up, I covered their bits, I did whatever I could to make sure everything ran. But then you're the one that ends up failing and everyone gives you grief over it. Like, you're not yeah, good enough. Like, why can't you be more like that person? Mm-hmm. And so in these situations, like, although... You know that see the senior saying take 10 minutes I, I i would say i would say i would probably say the same thing but be take a selfish 10 minutes you know what i mean like just you know like when you if you're getting if now i mean obviously when i was a junior i would find it very difficult but now if i was to get um uh you know phone calls and stuff uh when i'm not at work and stuff i just switch the phone off or if they give me grief i wouldn't answer it and say sorry i was busy you know what i mean you just come out with this stuff because it may or may not be true, but you got to look after yourself because if something goes wrong, then they're not going to look after you. And um, yeah.
1: I, just I just find
0: that um, sometimes being the nice guys is not all that beneficial to anyone—not not, not just, just yourself, right? Yeah,
1: but I don't feel like they have that level of security, like as a particularly junior doctor, to feel like when they say that they're going to be backed. I you mean, know, as a consultant. No, I agree can with you.
0: I agree with you. But and, there there um, will be no, no. I know that, but I'm saying that there there were people in my cohort who were the same level as me that were that. pulling that off.
1: Who yeah, were yeah, pulling that
0: off. And now I look back and you... thinking, maybe there's a lesson there. I should have yeah, been a yeah, bit sure. more careful about myself and my time. Exactly. Yeah, and they got nothing through. Happened. And they some of them went through and did very, very well. And some of them got very amazing careers, having been completely, completely selfish all the way mm. through their training. And I'm not saying, and this is what I meant, like, you know, when I said, Hamza seems, you know, this person seems a nice guy. And all the people that um, end up in this situation seem to be the nice people but you just wonder, like, maybe there is something to learn from the... N- I'm not saying go, go into the full extreme of, like, you know, completely messing over your colleagues. Mm. But if you, if you need to take, mi- take 10 minutes, even if the place is on the mm. way out, like, mm. take your 10 minutes. Just, yeah. you know, be selfish, because you have to look Another? after yourself, because no one else will. That's what I've noticed. No one else will.
1: Another thing about that scenario yeah. is the fact that he kind of took the water bottle off him. And I kind of like oh, wonder, no. like picturing yeah. that, like how that actually happened. And if you're like, oh, this is like water bottle. Yeah, exactly. <I> like, <laughs> like, like, what? When I read it, I thought that could
0: be such a, like it could be a little bit of a TikTok sketch, couldn't it? It's just yeah, the way yeah, that yeah. someone is taking your, taking your water bottle. Is just staring at you as they put it away to the hydration station, which is like like one step see? away. you
1: there's a picture of the hydration <laughs> station, and it was like a confidential waste bin on top of that. <laughs> Amazing.
0: So NHS, so NHS, yeah. isn't it? It's just so brilliant, the NHS. Actually, I think I've got a really good NHS, um, a very, very NHS thing that came up on one of the groups I'm in. Um, I'll try and find it um, in, in just a second, but do you want to move on do to another tweet in the meantime? I cop- well, I copied mm. in
1: uh, a... Um, Picture I came across on Junior Doctors Reddit, which was this is an English-speaking zone only. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got the well, no, I haven't seen that,
0: but um, yeah. Okay, uh, what was the, the usual price? Oh no! But you know, right. if you're in this country, you've got context. to be. You know, no, no, no! They didn't say
1: that. Oh, so, yeah, some people oh. do say that. But you get to be like, oh, you know, the mm-hmm. context like, what if, you, what if the surgeon nicked the aorta? And then they they spoke in their own language, like, what has happened to so the the surgeon? Like, oh, you know, like, they just <laughs> say something in their own language, like, oh, I've nicked the aorta. This patient's mm-hmm. gonna die. Um, you know, you just forget to, like, revert to English. Is that what's going to happen? Like, is that how, like, different <laughs> languages work? Like, you just... It's, yeah. like, it becomes slightly conspiratorial. Like, I've nicked the author, but but let's keep this between us. <laughs> so nobody notices. Like, what are these people here saying this stuff, like, coming to my replies with that kind of stuff? I'm a bit, like, um, mm. have you really read what you like what you said and I I kind of like find it really weird because I feel like I have to be like I'm sorry but like your response doesn't make any sense do you want to try again like I I I want to come back because I want them to come to the the same conclusion as me and help them through it but they just kind of ask more questions that don't seem to really make any sense and like yeah but we're talking about real life like so in real life is that what's gonna happen? Is that how you imagine things happen? Because that's not that's not like real life, is it? Like real life to you? Like where where is the real life <laughs> that you're seeing occurring? I, I just couldn't. But um, that was an annoying. It's thing.
0: bizarre, isn't it? They just. I think some people just have a beam in their bonnet that you know not everyone's speaking the same language around yeah, here it 's not even like i 'm in the in my own, in my own country, country. anymore all right, all right. I look around yeah, and yes. I keep
1: seeing all this these colorful clothes and smelling these delightful aromas of amazing seasoned food and it upsets me so much
0: honestly I told you in my potato argument remember mm. you know, that's how that 's how the British Empire they were just sitting of eating yes. potatoes they're just sitting there eating potatoes. And someone yeah. goes, Look, I'm sick of eating potatoes, yeah? We need to go somewhere else. And they turn <laughs> up to Bangladesh, they want mangoes, uh, jackfruit, starfruit, rice, rice. And they're like, Yeah, this is ours. I can't and believe you're can sitting the you there like, <laughs> Yeah. And then, uh, mate, the other day, someone, I had a Bengali friend of mine, yeah? And he goes to me, Hey, Imran, what's your favorite fish? And I thought, What do you mean, like cod? And he went, Sorry. What does <laughs> Cod. <laughs> and he was he was disgusted. Yeah, he was yeah, actually exactly. disgusted. That's and disgusting. you call yourself a Bangladeshi? I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? He goes, no, nah, bro. I mean, when I ask you what kind of fish, I mean, I mean, what kind of fish? Fish. And I was like, yeah, I, so I don't know what you're talking about, bro. What like. is like and the he blandest? Was like, nah,
1: <laughs> Fish say cod is like the potato of you know like what's the answer? But you start with mangoes. I thought yeah. as a Bengali you'd start with rice first. I thought like isn't it like yeah. the whole thing, the whole stereotype, isn't it that Bengalis just like love? Yeah, but rice.
0: no if like, you're going from from a potato, yeah, and then you go to a rice, I'm <laughs> gonna like, oh, that's amazing. I'm gonna, oh, this rice is so amazing. I'm gonna take over the entire globe and I'm gonna uh, you know enslave your people. No, it's gonna be something a bit more impressive than rice. Mango, it's gonna yeah. be. These guys have got mangoes. I've never yeah, had these mangoes. kind of mangoes before. I need to enslave these people. That's what needs to happen right now. I'm For the mangoes, yeah. yeah. Um, there was this uh, tweet, that, uh, not tweet, but I, I did receive this message in a group. And I, Obviously, I cannot verify how real this is, but I think it, it is, let's just read it in terms of okay. uh, how peak NHS it is and just appreciate for, you know, what it represents. So, um, memo, teaspoons, to all wards. Metal teaspoons are to be used for the trust swallow screen and for when speech and language therapy have advised that patients have small amounts of food via teaspoon due to swallowing difficulties. Other spoons, such as dessert spoons, can be used for serving foods like yogurts, custard or pudding. (laughs) Wooden disposable teaspoons should be used... For beverage preparation. In order to, ins- to ensure that teams have these readily available, the patient food service teams will keep stock in the kitchens of teaspoons. We kindly ask that all spoons return straight after use for cleaning and we'll conduct a weekly audit on Sunday in order to, to maintain stock levels and to and inform the clinical leads of loss of stock. The number of teaspoons available in this ward is, and they've got a little area to write oh down God, the number of wow. teaspoons.
1: Someone type that out.
0: Thank you. Soft services team.
1: Oh, nice. So soft th- services there's team.
0: Here. There's a soft wow. services team, which maybe you could uh, use for other purposes. But um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> hey, I do, do the soft services job? team. Anyway, yeah, I do a very important job. Yeah, don't cost. Don't don't cuss got...
1: speech and language therapists. Some of the no, meanest yeah, exactly. people. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But... Yeah. yeah,
0: patient food service team are involved. They're doing weekly audits of teaspoons. They've um, done a lot of work. I mean, how brilliant is that? I, I do hope yeah. that is true. Uh, something that's It just, just again, funny. it kind of I shows like the
1: margins that we're kind of operating in <laughs> that people are making signs <laughs> about like being careful about the use of spoons and you turn <laughs> about it because, you know, like spoons are obviously a very precious commodity, but it just kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? That kind of that's that someone's time has been allocated to auditing the different types of spoons that are in circulation on a weekly basis. It just it's amazing the stuff margins. that people As in, I, I know th- prior to the podcast
0: you may have not noticed I look a bit sharper than usual and I was yeah, talking yeah. to you about how I went to the hairdresser and decided to get a trim and they spent a, an extraordinary amount of time on my beard I've never spent this much time on my beard it was about a 40 minute job on getting my beard to the absolute point of like symmetry a and uh, I, I look i do look very plastic right now a I follicle, do feel like I level. your look skin it, the it
1: makes your skin just pop <laughs> it's good.
0: but my point is, is like it's amazing the detail that some people notice that you don't notice so i'm the kind of person that walk in use a teaspoon and walk out I don't think about anything else. Like, why would I think about anything else? But there is someone out there that has yeah, like, taken one? significant umbrage yeah. about teaspoons yeah. going missing. And thought, well, I need to do something about it. The teaspoons going missing. The whole place is burning apart. We've got yeah. doctors sitting on, you know, bins. You've got computers <laughs> yeah. that don't work. You've probably got, like, some crash call going in the corner. And this person's opening hey, up the drawers yeah. <laughs> and auditing the teaspoons. Wow. It's rearranging wow. Your attention to detail is is phenomenal, and I do rate that. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Good for you, man. Well done. Yeah. Get those duck shows um, in order.
1: Well, <laughs> we're coming up to gone. time. Shall we do the yes. best holes? Yeah, uh, best hole, yeah, I've been looking yeah, forward to this. Yeah. Shall I do I my some, one first? Well, because unfortunately, yeah, you for, do some, your one first. for some cruel t- twist of fate, my one's much, much, one of more sedate than yours. And sometimes when my wife finishes a book, I pretend I'm going to read it next so I don't have to sit and listen to her tell me about it. <laughs> that's quite cunning, that's a master's trick. That's quite nice, it's yeah, not
0: so you're... bad. On, okay, man. so uh, mine which mine is a lot more wholesome, clearly, uh, <laughs> is as a teen, uh, I'd let my dog lick up the mess after wanking. Every time he went to the vet, I was terrified they were diagnosing him with some ailment that could only be caused by ingesting semen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so, I thought I was so good for you in just so many different ways. You know, the other day, you know, I was, um, I was, uh, okay,
0: let's just say I was in um, Hampstead Garden suburbs because I happened to frequent that place on occasion and um, okay. I was walking along and this person had their dog and it was a phenomenal looking dog. Hmm. But it started coming a bit too close to me. And I tried to kind of take a step back as they walked walking towards me, thinking, you know, I'd try and be polite. And, and I don't think the owner really cared. And the dog, right. the dog kept coming closer and closer. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I need that dog to stay away from me. And I'm getting a little bit like, you know, so not it's... everyone likes dogs, and I don't yeah. want that dog to touch me. And then it got really close, and I literally went, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> and, the per- yes. and the woman's face, she looked at me like, what and I, I think she was disgusted at my disgust oh wow and i think i offended her yeah i think i offended
1: her i think you should anyway. probably if you come from the angle because otherwise you're gonna because you know it's a nation of like dog-like <laughs> people i think if you say people i'm terrified of dogs that might work although you'll get some people like, oh yeah i'll be lying
0: though i, I ain't don't terrified I? I just don't like them. Yeah, yeah i don't want to lie but I, it's true i i just don't like them. i yeah, don't know but that him. won't
1: be enough to be like i don't know i feel like they'll be like oh but you might yeah i know be. i know I, if you immediately say you're terrified and they're more t- yeah all right.
0: yeah yeah it's better to yeah it's true it's true is that what's that concept of like um you do you remember, i don't okay allegedly if you're on uni and you may be um late for something it's probably better not to turn up it's just better oh, not to yeah
1: turn up. like going all in because you know, if
0: you turn up yeah if you turn if you turn up then you've got to give an excuse and no one's gonna believe your excuses anyway so there's another one of those situations like look, if you're going to go for it go full full out Say you've got some sort of phobia and move on, um, maybe, maybe. But I don't have I don't have phobia to like dogs. In fact, I was actually uh, sorry. I know I keep talking about. It. I went to a, uh, a someone's um, birthday the other day, and um, someone I hadn't spoken to in a long time was there. And uh, he seemed pretty happy. And I was like, hey, mate, you've been, you're all right, man. You seem pretty good. And he's, yeah, yeah, I've been good. I, I just got a dog. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then um, he's like, no, honestly, mate, it's changed my life. I was like, oh, yeah, oh. OK. And then and then he goes, and I said to him, listen, you know, I'll be honest. I don't really like dogs for that much. He goes, oh, really? I said, and he looked kind of very sad. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't. And I was like, no, I don't. And he goes, let me show you pictures. I was like, you don't, know. okay. i so, new See, that's <laughs>
1: what I mean. uh,
0: Thinking that he's going to tell me. Hand. Then I, I went, I kind of just shook my head. Like, no, <laughs> no, that's all right. And he goes, okay. And he goes, but you know, honestly, it's been so beneficial for me. It's been amazing. Oh. And, and he goes, I've been going through some personal things. Oh. And I thought, I, I, I don't know what to say to you, bro. And then he was like, and this dog has completely changed. And he goes, oh. you know what I prefer. And he goes, I just, I think I finally understand why people would prefer dogs over human beings. <laughs> Nice. and I was like yeah you lost me again and I said anyways nice catching up with you mate yeah. <laughs> and they walked off I couldn't take, it anymore. I couldn't take any more see dog that's pictures, what I mean so whereas nice. if
1: you just said I'm terrified of them he wouldn't have offered to show you a picture because he might have been like
0: <laughs> I've got <"Yeah."> a phobia but <laughs> well, I mean if
1: I went, if I went like that then maybe that would mean something I think you know. should yeah that's technique. obviously like a technique a, yeah maybe a thing. yeah
0: exactly that's the way cool. to get through this okay cool I man. well um, yeah I'm it's good to have you it. good to be back yeah and uh, good to be back I think we took an unofficial break last week so mm. for those that noticed and did reach out we do appreciate it yeah. uh, I think we both do and it's lovely to know that people do listen Actually, yeah, I got totally. a few messages from people saying they'd love to be on as well and we haven't they been did. taking any, any guests recently yeah some, uh, one or two people like, oh, you know one of my things is that I want to be on the podcast at some point oh, so, I'm so, like so. wow okay people really want to be on here yeah. that's kind of nice that's cool are you, uh, are you going to tell them
1: he's on? You going to tell them he's going to be on next week, or are you keeping him out? No,
0: she'll keep us a surprise. I've okay, got, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, got I've been tinging this up for a while, oh, okay. but I do have someone to replace the solution next week, yeah. and I do hope it lives up to the expectations. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Bye right, guys. Bye. Right, have a great week, everyone. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right.